Today, I'd like to share with you a very practical prayer thought that I hope will be encouraging for you. From Isaiah 52, verse 12, Isaiah says, For you will not leave in a hurry, and you will not have to take flight, because the Lord is going before you. The God of Israel is your rear guard. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, um, I thank you that you're, you speak to us through your word very powerfully at just the right time in just the right ways. Um, Satan would use uh, all of his weapons to discourage us, to get our eyes off of you and off of um, your work in our lives. Help us, Lord, to hear you and to walk with you and to have confidence in you. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Isaiah 53, uh, it's helpful to understand the historic context. The people of God have been exiled in Babylon as a result of generations rebelling against God. And repeatedly, God would send his prophets to call to re- them to repent, and there'd be a short-time repentance, and then they'd go back into their rebellion. And then another king would come up, and they would continue in the rebellion. Another king would come up, and they'd continue in the rebellion. And then there'd be a, a good king who would lead them, and they would discover God's word in a fresh way, and they would repent, and that would last for a little while, and then there'd be a rebellion. And so finally... God allows them to experience the consequences of their rebellion. And they find themselves having been conquered by a nation that was more wicked than they were. But ironically, God will use, um, God will take these nations and turn some of their leaders, some of the, the hearts of their leaders toward God, actually, so that um, a, one of the leaders of Assyria, for instance, would repent because Jonah would preach to them. And there would be repentance in Nebuchadnezzar. And there would be um, obedience from Cyrus the Great with, uh, with the Persian Empire. And so God, knowing that he could find more godly people in these pagan nations, more open people who are more open to follow his leadership— allowed these pagan nations to conquer God's people. And now they're in, the people of Israel are in exile in Babylon. And you can just imagine the feelings that they're feeling, the thought that they have, that they have. They're asking questions like, has God abandoned us? I mean, God told us to obey him and he warned us and he'd sent us prophets and he he gave us his word and we went against him and we denied him. We didn't believe him. And now have we gone just so far? Have we messed up so much that our future is completely bleak? Have we been so rebellious that things are just hopeless now? And Isaiah the prophet, who prophesied warnings to them in their rebellion, also now shares hope for their future. He shares in the beginning here in in the 52nd chapter, for instance, and in verse 12, we have some lofty poetry that makes for a wonderful perspective for them and for us in our difficulties as well. Read it again with me in verse 12. He says, for you will not go, you will not leave in a hurry and you will not have to take flight 
because the Lord is going to go before you and the God of Israel is your rear guard. Um, you will not leave in a hurry. You will not have to take flight. See, the people of Israel have a history and they know what it's like to be in captivity in Egypt. Their biggest historic reference to captivity is the Egyptian captivity. And how do they have to leave the Egyptian captivity? In a hurry. God sent Moses, but the Egyptians didn't want to let them go. They were under attack. They were pursued by the Egyptians who wanted to kill them once they let them go. They had to leave in a hurry. That's one reason why when they celebrated the Passover that they celebrated with unleavened bread. You're not going to have time to allow that leaven to grow, to, to, to leaven the bread. So they, 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 they did it all in haste. In contrast, Isaiah says, God is going to deliver you. But when he does, you will not have to leave in a hurry you will not have to take flight. In other words, you're going to leave in peace. You are not going to leave. And, 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 and the way that you did Egypt under hostilities, you will leave under God's blessing and the blessing of those um, that you're, you're staying with at the time. You are going to go and it will be in a good time. Why? For the Lord, uh, because the Lord is going before you, the Lord your God is going before you, and the God of Israel is your rear guard. Now let's take those two backwards. The second first. How is this encouragement that the Lord is going to be their rear guard? See, for Israel... Think about what they're afraid of with the future. They're afraid of the things that they've done in the past. They regret the things that they've done in the past, and they, and they can wonder, are those things going to haunt us the rest of our days? You know, because we've done those things. Is God always going to punish us? We lived in rebellion and stupidity and hurt and disobedience. You know, we lived in pride and blindness. Are we, are we, is God going to deliver us? And then those things that we did in the past, are they just going to haunt us in the future? Because we're just going to repeat them again. Are we just going to be afraid of the pride? Are we just, is, is pride going to control us more? And will the result in the future be more defeat and more shame and more loss and more exile? You know, one of the things that I've noticed is the, the older people get, the more they tend to regret. Um, when we are younger, we tend to think that we tend to look to the future and we think um, whatever mistakes we've made, we can overcome them. They're not that big of a deal. And, um, and we're going to have many, many years to make them good. And then the older we get, the more we start to realize those things that we didn't think were a big deal um, were a bigger deal than we realized. And then we start to realize there were things that we didn't even know that we were doing that were hurtful or harmful or uh, not obedient to God's leading. Um, not seizing the opportunities that God has placed before us. We start to see our unfaithfulness and, 
and 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 then we begin to deeply regret it because we we see how it hurt God. We see how it uh, kept us from being all that God would have us to be. We see how it hurt other people. And then as you get older, not only do you have more regrets that pile up, but then you look to the future and it's kind of like you have fewer fewer years to make them right. And um, and then you wonder, am I just going to continue to be blind? Am I just going to continue to have, do I just, uh, am I going to have, do I have blind spots right now that I'm just going to keep piling up more and more regrets? The older we get, the more our past can haunt us. But hear God's promise to Israel. The God of Israel is your rear guard. Who's the one who's watching to keep the past from haunting your future? You're not in this alone. It's God himself. Yeah, God himself will protect you from that. God himself, if you will be teachable and humble, will allow you to grow and to learn from those things so that you don't have to get stuck in the past, regretting the past, but you can learn from the past. And know because of Christ, the past is forgiven and God will redeem the past in your, in your present and future. I love that, that prophecy, that prayer, that, that God will restore all the years the locust have eaten, all the years the locusts, locusts have destroyed. So we don't have to get stuck in the fear of the regret of the past. Why? Because God is your rear guard. The second fear that we can have, the one is the fear of regrets from the past. The other is the fear of the future. I've shared before that Dr. Goebbels, Dr. Goebbels, my um, psychology professor in college, used to talk about how the future often appears as a door in front of us that we imagine there is a bear behind it. Uh, maybe it is a bear of a responsibility that we're afraid we're not going to be able to handle. Maybe it's a bear of a tragedy that we aren't sure how we're going to have strength to overcome. It's the, whatever it is, there's some bear on the other side of there, or some conversation, some confrontation, some some responsibility, whatever. And 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 Dr. Goebel said, um, but so often we just need to go through that door and realize one or two things. Um, one is it usually isn't a bear. The, the, it's not usually as overwhelming as we, as we anticipated, as we feared it would be. But more importantly, we go through the door not alone, but with God himself. And therefore, we can go with fear. See, because of past regrets, I fear I'm going, my future. I fear my future because of fear I'm going to repeat those mistakes of the past. But because, but because of past regrets, because of knowing myself, I also fear the future because I'm aware of just how fallen I am. I'm aware of my lack of wisdom. I'm more, more fearful than that. Um, I'm aware of how unaware I am. I'm haunted by all the blind spots that I only see later on. 
that other, other people can see and experience, but I only see later on. And so I can look to the future and I just get really fearful of the future as well. I fear lost opportunities. You know, I'm haunted by waking up dead someday and, and, and looking back on life and thinking and realizing, boy, God would have done so much more with my life if I just would have had more faith, if I just would have had more obedience, if I just would have had more courage, if I just would have had more vision, if I just would have had less fear, whatever it is, if I just would have walked with him um, with greater obedience. Israel. What does their future look like? Think about how fearful they must be about their future as they look to their future. Their future is so uncertain. There's no temple anymore. It's been destroyed. There's no, there's no city of Jerusalem, this great city that was the, the city of the people of God. The city's been destroyed. There's no, no, no walls. There's no, you know, the priesthood has been messed up. There's I mean, the, the, the wealthy people, the, the educated, but the only people that were left in Jerusalem were the people that, that the enemies didn't think would be a, a threat to them. They're all the people that they, the enemies thought were, were weak already. So they looked, the people of Israel in exile looked at the future and say, well, what's our future hold? How can we go to that? I mean, it's just not very hopeful for them. But God says, don't focus on what you can see. Focus on me because this is your future, because the Lord is going before you. The Bible says that we can walk into today, confident today, because God is our rear guard guarding us against the hearts, the, the hauntings and the regrets of the past. And God is going before us to face whatever enemies and threats and fears may come our way. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, if God before us, who can be against us? Well, the reality is a lot of people, a lot of things can be against us. Satan is against us. The powers of evil are against us. But the poetry, the, the point of the poetry is, but if God is for us, who, uh, who, uh, what does it matter who's against us? Because he's for us. We can face any foe. Psalm 118 verse 6 says, if God is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do? Psalm 118 14 says, the Lord is my strength and my song and now he's become my salvation. Isn't that great? So I can step confidently in the future, not because I'm confident in myself, not because I gained confidence from my past, but because I walk into the future with God, in obedience to God. I saw a movie recently. It was a, it was a movie to appeal to kids, but definitely appealing to this generation. And the way the movie ended was with this young lady saying, and the future, and, and my, my future is what I make it to be. And I thought, how pathetic, you know, how sad. Yeah, hold on to that optimism while you're young, because you're going to discover that there's very little that you can control, that you really can control about making the future what you want it to be. You cannot control so much that's, so that's going to happen to you, so much that is within you and without, without, outside of you. But with God on our side, as we walk in obedience to him, 
we can face any future. So Israel can move forward into this uncertain future, not because it's confident in the future, not because they are confident in themselves, not because they're confident in what they know, but they're confident in, in terms of what they know about their future, about the city of Jerusalem or the temple or anything. They can walk in confidence because of one thing, because they walk with God. Isaiah 52, verse 12. makes a wonderful prayer for us today. Promise from God. You will not leave in a hurry, and you will not have to take flight. In other words, you don't have to be anxious, fearful, afraid of the past or the future. You can move forward in peace. Why? Because the Lord is going before you and the God of Israel is your rear guard. Because God is your rear guard, you can learn from the past and overcome it, not be haunted by it. And because the Lord is going before you, you can put your confidence in him. And if God is for you, who can be against you? So today, may you walk forward in peace and confidence because you walk forward in obedience to God, knowing that he's watching you. He's got your six. He's got your future. Heavenly Father, help us today to walk in confidence in you. Help us to walk in confident obedience to you and purge whatever rebellious spirit there is, whatever independent spirit there is within us that would think that somehow it is smarter or wiser or better to walk life without you. But may each of us move forward today in your hands just asking you to guide our steps, lead us down your paths of righteousness. And for those who are haunted by the past, help them to know you've got this. Redeem the past. And many, help us to put our confidence in you in the future and not what we can see. Because what we see obvious often is just so threatening and dangerous. Help us to Focus our eyes on you. Thank you that you are with us. So nothing else matters. Through Christ we pray. Amen. If you found this encouraging, maybe you have a friend who would find it encouraging too. And if you want to send it to them, uh, maybe God would bless that or use that to help you start a conversation with them. Just a thought. Let's pray for each other.